0: Here's a message from Ken (coughs) LaVica.
1: Excuse me, I just choked on my water, sort of like the 49ers in the Chiefs. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set.
0: Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live, presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. (laughs) Bring it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 1063.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What was that yesterday? That was as crazy as these playoffs have been. Maybe the most unexpected thing imaginable is the Chiefs going full GAC job and then the solid, strong, consistent 49ers choking as well. What is happening in this postseason? Ken LeVick alive Monday here on ESPN 106.3. And that means Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He, one of the faces of the best damn local TV sports reporting that you are going to find in the state of Florida. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Theo, what, what was that? yesterday what was that
2: i I can't even muster up the words i know we're paid to talk we're paid to come up with these these ways to eloquently put what we just saw i have no clue i don't get it the nfl is delivering this year though it's (sighs) weird but they're delivering
1: there's a reason it's a billion dollar industry which again makes it ridiculous that we rely on old men with chains to determine where the ball is Uh, on the field stone (laughs) labanowitz friday night lights running things until two o'clock Here on ESPN 106.3, we come to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the still frigid, and please get warmer already, intracoastal. All right, uh, choking. There are a lot of different definitions that go into the term choking. There's literal choking, where something's in your throat, you can't breathe, you need assistance, whether it be liquid food. In the sports realm... It's a little bit more complicated, Theo. There are more layers to it. And we, we did see different elements of choke yesterday. Now, what the Chiefs did is they got cute at the end of the first half. And that gave the Bengals momentum. So in a way, there was a choke involved there because they had a 21-3 lead at one point. They saw it completely dissipate and they lose at home in the AFC Championship game. Mm. By definition, you're up 21-3 and you lose a game. There's an element of choke to that. Then there's the 49ers. They were up 17-7 to in the fourth quarter. L- much less margin that they had an advantage over the Chiefs and how they led over the Bengals, but they still let a lead get away from them on the road, I think that that was a choke as well. But there's different ways in which this formulated. The Chiefs losing their lead to the Bengals and the 49ers losing their lead uh, to to the Rams. I want to start with the Chiefs here, okay? Because what we saw with the Chiefs was, uh, how would you best describe the first, oh, I don't know, 29 minutes and 30 seconds of football in that AFC title game yesterday.
2: It was exactly scripted out how you would expect something like this to go. A up-and-coming, ahead-of-schedule Bengals team being at Arrowhead Stadium against the mammoth that is the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Patrick Mahomes executing. Uh, scoring touchdowns left and right, they were getting cute in the first. Th- like even those couple of, you know, they were like Magic Mahomes plays, like mm-hmm. tweets that were being oh, fired out. Yeah, is like, oh, he's back. It's, yeah, it's over.
1: Well, his touchdown throw uh, to to Travis Kelsey, where he's almost sacked, not one, not two, but three times, right. and then just calmly rolls out to his ride right and throws with touch to Travis Kelsey. That was Patrick Mahomes. That that right there, I was like, that's game. Yeah, that that's completely it. But then the Bengals. Score a touchdown late, but it only takes Patrick Mahomes 55 seconds then to march the length of the field again. And they decide instead of kicking a field goal at the end of the half to run a play, and they throw it to the left flat. And Tyree Hill is tackled by uh, is tackled by Eli Apple and of all people, of Eli all Apple. <laughs> people, Twitter's Twitter's most available punching bag yeah. during the course of the season. And everything changed after that. Now Stone. I think because I there's not one tragic offensive Kansas City play that I can remember in the second half. I think and I'm gonna pick your former high school football legend slash Division one quarterback brain here, but what happened is the Bengals defense finally figured it out. They did something that the bills couldn't do the number one pass defense in the NFL and they found a way to pressure Mahomes. Mahomes made some boneheaded plays, like taking a sack at the end of regulation, nearly fumbling the game away. But ultimately, the Bengals executed better than the Chiefs did in the second half and found a way because the Bengals are good. Did the Chiefs choke? Yes, because it was 21-3. to But did the Bengals have a majority reason to do with the Chiefs
3: choking? Yes, because they simply adjusted. Yeah, I think you saw a lot of man coverage in the first half. And then they came out in the second half and dropped seven into coverage. And we're like, if you're going to beat us, it's either going to have to be on the ground or, or you're going to have to do it with your legs. So a, a lot of zone coverage, and they closed off a lot of the stuff we saw earlier in the game. So, yeah, they rose to the occasion. They made the correct adjustments. It was that simple.
1: And case in point, just the Bengals made plays, Theo. I, I mean, not only did they shut down Patrick Mahomes, who was held to, 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 to three points in the second half, but Joe Burrow made some amazing plays with his legs. That's yeah. not Joe Burrow's game. They hung tough. They stayed alive. I think the Bengals, you give them as much credit as you do a Chiefs choke for how the second half
2: played out. You have to because they did, like you say, make plays. Uh, Chris Jones, I don't care how elusive we want to say Joe Burrow is now. Which is not. He's not that elusive. He's not that shifty. He's no. not Lamar Jackson. He's no. not Kyler Murray, no. Russell Wilson. He's We're not, not talking not Joe Vick here. Yeah, yeah, like let's relax. So Chris Jones, you you can't be an all-pro uh, pass rusher and not make that play he had two chances to make that play on joe burrow you have to get him down right there uh t higgins made so many plays in the second half catching balls over the middle that slant route that he caught for the first yeah he down. was good t higgins is good and he's like what he, i thought he he looked like six seven either the chiefs corners are like all five five or he's a seven footer at receiver but doesn't yeah. he look huge out
1: there he does look huge out there but it's not like there were explosive pass plays joe yeah. burrow played within himself Joe Burrow was not spectacular yesterday, and he's getting all the attention today. But he wasn't spectacular. The Bengals' defense cinched it up, something the Bills could not do. Joe Burrow played like Joe Burrow, which is consistent and good. And calm. And and calm, right. Even after throwing an interception. Yeah. He was fine after that. He calmed down, and he helped... It was the running game that really started establishing things for Cincinnati. So the Bengals win in overtime, even after losing the toss to Patrick Mahomes, but you could see it coming. An interception was coming. It yeah. should have been... The two plays before, but then ultimately the Bengals end up getting the interception. Joe Burrow uh, and really the running game, Joe Mixon and company, end up marching them into field goal right. territory. McPherson hits the field goal. Game over. After the game, Andy Reid. Oh, uh, we don't have the Andy Reid. Okay, Andy Reid was was discussing the uh, the the loss, as was Patrick Mahomes, and they were saying, "Hey, our standard is the Super Bowl." We could have absolutely done things better. They were beating themselves up over this uh, and that loss yesterday, as they should. But it never really truly occurred to me that this was an all-world choke that was happening. And you juxtapose that against the NFC Championship game, where even though it was only a 10-point game at its maximum differential... The way the 49ers were brutalizing, just brutalizing the Rams physically for three and a half quarters. I mean, beating them into the ground. The defense could get no push on Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo's just standing in the pocket, making throws when he needs to. Debo Samuel is is legitimately just lowering his shoulder into tacklers. The 49ers established the physical aspect of that game, and I thought they were just going to roll to a win. But then they just got scared and they got tight and they got really conservative and it was bizarre and then they let the Rams back into the game and you have dropped interceptions you have Sean McVay who I don't know what he was thinking yesterday that's some of the worst game management I've ever seen in that big a game with 10 minutes left there were no more timeouts for the Rams (laughs) because of two horrific I mean horrific challenge calls one of them Uh, right before a fourth down at midfield that the 49ers were going to have where they ended up just taking a delay a game and punting anyways. That was really, really weird. And after all of that, Sean McVay is going to go to the Super Bowl and coach in that game because the 49ers let the Rams off the hook. I understand that Jimmy G is bad. I understand that people like Stephen A. Smith are going to put the blame on Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, let's listen to Stephen A. Smith from First Take this morning just killing Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday.
0: Most of this loss is on Jimmy G. Now let me explain why. I'm not trying to say, listen, I could point out that they had to stop running the football because they weren't running the football effectively and, and when it mattered most. Kyle Shanahan gave that brother to Paul, and he went one for six for like minus eight yards. I could bring up the fact that I could bring up the fact that that followed up a week where you were extremely pedestrian, and your special teams had to come to the rescue at Lambeau Field because you damn sure didn't do much, couldn't generate a touchdown.
1: Yeah, that's fine, and it's easy. It's easy target practice to go after Jimmy G, right? But it doesn't change the fact the offensive line melted down. Jimmy Garoppolo had nine dropbacks in the fourth quarter, and there was pressure in his face on six of them. The interception he threw to end the game, what's he supposed to do there? I mean, it's 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 third and forever. He's trying to make a play, and he's running backwards to his five. There's nowhere to go. He flung it and prayed. Is it a bad mistake? Sure. But again, I don't know what he's supposed to do there. You let Sean McVay off the hook for terrible game management, You physically dominated, and then you let your foot off the gas. You played scared. That's not all on Jimmy Garoppolo. You dropped an interception that would have given you the Mm. ball in a tie game that eventually led to uh, the Rams taking the lead. I don't... I look at that, that was more egregious the way that game was trending than the Bengals simply making halftime adjustments and slow bleeding the Chiefs to death.
2: I think the difference between the two games is one of the sides had Patrick Mahomes, the other side knew they had Jimmy Garoppolo coming into the game. And you're right, the 49ers all year have been winning in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. The defense, the special teams, and even the offensive playmakers have been doing things that cover up what Jimmy Garoppolo is, and mm-hmm. which is like a below-average quarterback, who makes huge mistakes Mm -hmm. and never really gives you anything special uh, that pops off the screen. So for me, I think, still, I would say the Chiefs is a bigger choke job, but for the 49ers, for you to not have trust in your quarterback in big moments, and it even showed in that game at Lambeau when they ran it on 3rd and seven to Debo Samuel instead of putting the ball in the hands of your quarterback. It's going to be hard for you to consistently contend if you can't trust your quarterback in big moments. And I think... Kyle Shanahan knows he can't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. So, really, what the hell is going on with Trey Lance? You traded up for this guy in the draft and you couldn't even play him in, when it mattered. And now you have to rely on Jimmy G. Like, something is going to shake this offseason for the 49ers. And I would hope it is that they get well, Trey Lance Jimmy, ready to play football. Jimmy
1: Garoppolo is going to
2: get traded. That was it. Like, we, we won't but, see so him. In who, the who wants Jimmy Garoppolo after that? Let's stop playing around. Who would
1: want. He, Yeah, I mean, and that's a whole different discussion. What are you getting for Jimmy Garoppolo? And he might not be a starting quarterback anywhere. He might be someone who you give up a a fourth and a third for, and he's your backup. I don't know. Uh, But he he won't play another snap for the 49ers. That's it. But this is the same Jimmy Garoppolo who, yes, he's limited, but he also came a play away from playing in his second Super Bowl. So, But in spite of him, though. It, yeah, but like in, in spite of him, sure. But it doesn't change the fact they had a 17-7 to lead, and they went away from everything that does make them successful. They're running fullback runs <laughs> on third and short and getting absolutely stuffed, just completely predictable after that. This is a 49ers offense that, to mask Jimmy Garoppolo's deficiencies, they get creative, yeah. and they send offensive linemen in motion. And uh, they they that's the reason that Shanahan has restored his stock. It's why Mike McDaniels is getting looks as potentially the Dolphins head coach because they're creative and they're different. And they went away from that and they allowed the moment to get too big for them. The Rams should not have been in a position to win that game and they had a red carpet rolled out for them. It's why both teams choked yesterday, but the Bengals, to me, have more to do with the Chiefs' season ending and the Bengals going to the Super Bowl diminishing that word choke with Kansas City more so than what we're going to allow here with the 49ers. The 49ers had that game. They had dictated the tempo. They had dictated the physicality, and then they just stopped doing all of that. Don't
2: you think the Rams also just said, hey, you know what? If we're going to lose this game, we're going to lose it to Jimmy G's arm. Yeah. At a certain point, the Rams defense was like, okay, we know, especially when you're up by ten, we know Kyle Shanahan does not want Jimmy G throwing the ball. They're like, you're not about to just pound it down our throats for the rest of this game. They they stepped up. It did
1: take them three and a half quarters to finally determine that.
2: Well, I mean, I I, <laughs> I can't I can't excuse what they were doing on that sideline in LA at all. But all I'm saying is the difference between the K C the, the KC choke job and the 49ers choke job is one, I feel like, was because they had a deficiency at quarterback. The other one was they had so much trust uh, trust and faith in what they had. They were so overconfident in that we had Patrick Mahomes and Rub by three scores that, like you said, they got too cute, they got too comfortable, and they let Joe Burrow just slowly bleed them out and come back and then win.
1: What was the bigger choke job yesterday? If indeed we're classifying the Chiefs and the 49ers as chokers yesterday, What was the biggest conference championship choke job? Was it the Chiefs' arrogance, like Theo thinks? Or was it the 49ers completely going away from their personality, like I think? If both choked, what was the most significant choke yesterday, the Chiefs? Or the 49ers. 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. Again, 888 760 3776. You can tweet the show at KLV 1063. At KLV 1063. What was the most significant choke yesterday? Because, again, by definition, 21 to 3 and you lose that game, you have choked. But you've got to dive a little bit deeper, contextually, into that. There's no doubt that. That was a slow bleed. That was the Bengals finding a way to get Patrick Mahomes off the field and keep chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. I just, I give the Bengals more credit for winning that game than I do the Rams for winning that game. Because again, the 49ers. Watched Sean McVay blow all of his timeouts with 10 and a <laughs> half minutes left to go in the game. Sean, at one point, Trey Aikman called him out. Yeah, Said he's reaching. He is reaching right now he was, he was in his desperate. coaching. He was absolutely yeah. desperate. At one point, on you remember uh, deep into 49ers territory, just a brutal third down call on the throw to the flat. They tried to set up a screen, and it was blown up. Uh, and, and Sean McVay is apologizing to Matt Stafford on the sideline. I mean, flat-out apologizing to him, and you let that off the hook. That game, all you had to do was keep playing 49ers football. Yeah. And they failed to do that. Now, you do make a point with the Chiefs' arrogance, and that's what it was. Like The Chiefs thought that they were just going to Patrick Mahomes them w- their way yeah. back into a Super Bowl like they were able to do against Buffalo. Like they were the able king. to do so
2: many times like they were able to do in the playoffs against the Texans a couple years ago when they were down what 24 zip mm-hmm. like against the Titans that same the season the Titans like, it, it, i get why they're arrogant they've gone to four straight they've hosted four straight AFC championship games since Patrick Mahomes has become the starting quarterback of the Chiefs they have Andy Reid they have all of these playmakers they have a defense that's not great but they're opportunistic they make turnovers and make big plays when it's necessary I get the arrogance, but it's starting to show itself time and time again. And at a certain point, you did make some Rodgers-esque comparisons, but at a certain point, it's like, hey, y'all have to get – you're so full of yourselves, y'all need to execute and win these ball games before we start elevating you to, oh, will he catch Brady at seven? Like, you still just have one in four years.
1: So, by definition, 21-3, to Chiefs lose. That's, That's a choke. 49ers up 17-7. to They choked. What was the biggest choke? What was the most egregious the most egregious letting go of the game that the two teams that lost yesterday, which one was more at fault for their own demise? Was it the Chiefs or was it the 49ers? Who had the biggest choke yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And we could even turn this around. Who was who who had the more impressive comeback? Was it the Bengals? or was it the the Rams because again like the Bengals just dug in the Bengals dug in they reclaimed their identity they played football they adjusted defensively right and then Joe Burrow did nothing spectacular but Joe Burrow played consistent good football yeah that's what he does that's the identity of his game and i i i, I don't think the Bills or the Bengals rather they didn't they didn't do anything miraculous They didn't do anything that completely pulled the rug out from under the Chiefs. They just played their game. Did they get a break at the end of the first half? Yeah. That was a big break. Yeah. But they were able to capitalize. They were able to capitalize. And I can't sit here and argue for aggression all season and say, hey, you got to take the points when you can get them and then kill Andy Reid for the conversation uh, and for the, the decision.
2: To the go play for, call was bad, though. The,
1: the, it was the play call. Yeah, the play call was the issue.
2: You're right. Yeah, I, I just don't see how that's what you come to. Like I like the aggression, like you said, but throw the ball into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, it was very Dolphins esque Yeah, yeah. It, it, like I said, if the Dolphins would have done that, we would be killing them over that play. That would be the play everybody's talking about forever. Yeah. But the Chiefs did it, so we get and I get it. They've built up, you know, a reputation and they do so many smart things in the red zone. But that was stupid.
1: Who were the biggest choke yesterday? Both by definition were chokes, but what was the most significant choke yesterday in the conference title games? The Chiefs or the 49ers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. It's 888-760-3776. Ken Lavica Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. No choking here. No gacking away anything here. This is You get your degree, your FAU MBA Sport Management Program degree, your diploma, you're in good shape. You are going on to a job in sports. This is the path. This is how you run out the clock. This is how you finish off the game by getting your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, 22 years of doing it. The results speak for themselves. So many students who are working their dream job because they got their MBA in sport business at Florida Atlantic. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge, his professors are all in the sports industry. He has the connections and the know-how to get your foot in the door, and that's really the key. Once your foot into the door, your foot is in the door. It's it's really easy to blast that thing open and find your role. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu/slash/mba sport. That's fau.edu/slash/mba sport. The Chiefs and Niners. They both gave away leads yesterday. They both, by definition, choked. But what was the most egregious? What was the most severe form of choking yesterday? What the Chiefs did or what the 49ers did? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore CWP WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN
0: 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavicka
1: presented by
0: the FAU MBA sport management program visit fauedu Sport.
1: the 49ers had that game won i know it was just 17 to 7 but they had that one they had won 6 straight against the rams all by just outmuscling them By being more physical, by being more creative, by out-executing—I don't think anybody on the offensive side of the ball would deem the Rams tough, right? Like Cam Akers, okay, fine, he's a tough guy. Yeah, but nobody else would say, "Oh, that's a that's a super physical offense."
2: Yeah, maybe Whitworth Uh, was he even playing though? Yeah, he played, played, Yeah, he yeah I know he's, he's going to be the high,
1: oldest yeah. uh, oldest tackle in the in NFL history to it's play in a Super like 73
2: Bowl. Seventy three, right now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he is,
1: he's collecting Social Security at this point. Uh, but it, the that game, they had the they dictated the tempo. They were absolutely manhandling both offensive line and defensive line. the The, the Rams at the line of scrimmage, and they stopped. And they stopped. They got tight. It's, it's like Kyle Shanahan got nervous, they'd lost their way, they started giving up big plays, but it should have never gotten to that point. Like I, I, Sean McVay, that was in a, in a conference championship game, a close one. I cannot remember a coaching job. From a game management perspective, that was as poor as what Sean McVay did. Openly apologizing to his quarterback for play calls. Uh, Just two boneheaded challenges that there was no way you were going to come out on top with. Uh, And and you lose all your timeouts, basically, for the entire fourth quarter. That was bad. And you still lost that game. That felt like a choke. Not to mention, you filled up an opposing team stadium and had a majority away
2: field advantage. I've never seen anything like that.
1: I've never seen anything Even like that.
2: Even with every player's wife begging for L.A. Rams fans yeah. to come out. Nothing. <laughs> it Nothing. didn't work. Nothing worked. Nothing.
1: That's why I just I think the 49ers giving that game away, that was the bigger choke than what the Chiefs did against the Bengals, though the, the score wasn't as lopsided when things started to go sideways. What was the biggest choke yesterday? If both the Chiefs and 49ers, and we can agree those are both chokes by definition, yep. Which one was more significant? Which one was more egregious? Which one, if we're, we're using the simplest term that you can in sports, we use the word choke, which one was more so? The Chiefs or the 49ers yesterday. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And I guess what I keep going back to, Theo, is that it felt like the Bengals earned it. Like they, they, they established the running game. They got Perrine and Mixon going. Yeah. They had Joe Burrow in positions to succeed. He targeted his tight ends. Think about it. Jamar Chase, he he really, like, bits and pieces yesterday. He did not do what he did four weeks ago when the Bengals in Cincinnati beat the Chiefs. He didn't go off. Right, The Chiefs didn't let him go off. They truly were just chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. That was just a grinded-out effort, whereas the 49ers – Just sort of everything was working, and then they just stopped. Like They just stopped, and the Rams were able to, they had just enough, just enough to push through and get themselves to the Super Bowl. So 21-3 to as opposed to 17-7, to I think the consensus would be, yeah, the Chiefs, that was a bigger choke. But that's why I just think the 49ers letting that go, that was more surprising to me just based on how the game was going because it happened in a hurry as opposed to, really, that was a journey of the entire
2: second half of the Bengals. Taking that lead and winning that game. When you factor in the dropped interception, um, I mean
1: that was like a punt.
2: Yeah, when you factor that, From in, that, that was terrible. I was bad. Yeah, it and it's bad. not like I was looking to see, it, trying to get him an excuse. Like, was the sun in his eyes? Well, d- it-
1: do we have? Do we have uh, the tart audio? No, we don't have that either. All right, um, uh, we'll we'll play that at some point. Yeah. Um, uh, chart and, and his explanation for what happened, and he owned it. I feel bad for that guy because that's as easy an interception as you're gonna have. Yeah. As easy an interception as you're going to have. And think about it. It's a tie game at that point. So you have the ball, what, probably at the 30?
2: Right. At least that's where they, he dropped I, I think it was the 50.
1: Was it the 50? It, yeah. He
2: would have had space to run some. Like, he, it was a punt. Yeah. It was a punt. It was a Matthew Stafford punt. Yeah. So that's that's a whole discussion and stuff. And I know the Rams have like that all pro punter that keeps getting brought up, but like Matthew Stafford might be their all pro
0: punter. His, the way his he's an arm it punt.
2: Yeah.
1: I just I found myself more shaking my head over the Rams winning that game than I did the Bengals winning that. Game. Are we
2: sure the Rams want to win football games? Because, Damn. like. Two weeks ago, or was it last week when they played the Bucks and they tried to give Brady a they chance? They tried
1: to give that away. It was 27-3.
2: to Yeah, and then Sean McVay came out this weekend like, okay, I don't want to win. Like, maybe they don't want the pressure of playing in their own home stadium and I, they got forced into it because the 49ers sucked.
1: It's just so ragged. I The Rams, they have so much talent. And we know they're going man. for it. We yeah. know they're going for it. And yeah. they, they went for it and now it's paid off. But, man, it it. it seriously looks like they're their own worst enemy at times. <laughs> like the Bengals were getting run rough shot in the first half, but then like the Bengals, they, they're very, when they get going, they're fluid, and they have an identity, and they keep pushing. The Rams, you never know on a possession-by-possession basis, both offensively and defensively, what you're getting from them. Right. They're so frustrating to watch because you feel like they could roll up 40 points no problem, and all of a sudden they're up 30 and then that lead gets cut to seven. So You're quick. like, how did that happen?
2: Yeah. They, they get in the way of themselves. And, and the weird Ugh. thing is, like, with the Rams, when they succeed, it feels like we always know who to point to. On the other side with the Bengals, like, nobody knows who to give credit to. Like, nobody thinks – well, it's weird. Nobody thinks Zach Taylor's a good head coach. Oh, no, he gets no credit. Right. Like, I think so, he's kind of – he's okay now. I used to pan that the, guy. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Who do we
1: give credit to? Yeah. Well, we got we got to go Joe Burrow route that often.
2: But he's not even, like, super special. He's, like, really good, but it's, like, his, what he's doing is something something's shaking. Eventually, we'll figure it out, but that's what's weird to me about the Bengals. Like, with the Rams, we know kind of how they got there, all of the talent. They leveraged mm-hmm. the future uh, for the present, and even though they don't want to win games, it seems like they keep winning. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Nobody thinks the head coach is any good. Nobody thinks the defense is special. I mean they got Eli a, Apple. Yeah. The thing is the Tyree defense Hill.
1: is special. At least the guys they acquired this offseason, Eli Apple, Trey Hendrickson, number of additions to that named defensive Eli line. Eli
2: Apple is a special
1: I, but he's performed. Has he's, he performed? Yes. He, he he's so much better than the New Orleans version of Eli
2: Apple. He made one tackle. So much better than
1: the Giants point. version of Eli. He was getting
2: smoked by Tyreek Hill in the first half and they moved him to God the bed. Him, I mean.
1: him and everyone else, right? Like
2: you're <laughs> oh, I mean, you're, you're right. You're, I yeah, mean I
1: Stones, right? who yeah. isn't getting worked by Tyreek yeah. Hill? He, he 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 serves a purpose, he fills his role, and he made a big play yesterday. Like, that 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 can't be denied. What was the bigger choke yesterday? The Chiefs or the 49ers? 760 This is also an important question, and it's something that's been bothering me. And by the way, Ken Levick alive. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz. Um, Joe Burrow showing up to Kansas City with the fur coat and the, the gaudy, sparkly, jewelry-filled uh, Nike chain And the shades and all of that. uh, Is is he cool? Because I think some are trying to make the case he's like, cool, cool, like smooth, like natural coolness. But I would argue that people love him right now because he's a plain, awkward, nerdy white guy who's just going for it. Who is like, (laughs) you know what? I know that people don't think I can pull this off, so I'm going to give it a shot anyway. And he's made himself beloved to people through that. Well,
2: he's not awkward, though.
1: But I think he kind of, like, is Joe Bro cool, cool, or awkward, nerdy cool? 888 3776 Because I think he's awkward nerdy cool. You think he's, you don't think he's awkward?
2: Well, here's the thing, like, the, and you know you've kind of made it, especially in the entertainment or sports sphere, when black Twitter gets behind you. But and, that's and what's been you. confusing.
1: Yeah, and that's, but that's why I wanted, because you're our representative yeah. from black Twitter here on <laughs> Ken LeVick Live. i the black Twitter I needed rep. to get your input into this <laughs> if he's cool, cool, or awkward, nerdy, cool, because I think he's awkward, nerdy, cool.
2: He's not, so the, the, the main thing that most black folk in general, and we're not a monolith, obviously, but we, we had come to consensus on many uh-huh. things. White folk who are comfortable in their own skin around black folk usually get a thumbs up. A, a thumbs up you know what I'm saying? Like, and Joe Burrow... Whether you may think he's kind of nerdy, uh-huh. he's super cool, confident, and it also helps when you won a nice national title for LSU. Yeah, you get a little. There's a little bit of credit to be given yeah. there, but I'm just
1: wondering, like the what we know Joe Burrow as was he he's this way before he got to Baton Rouge, or did he adapt to that? And it's just LSU sort of carrying his water for him. He, <laughs> he carries that LSU moniker, and everybody knows him as LSU Joe Burrow. Uh, because he was surrounded by a bunch of cool guys, and that's why he's getting the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to hate on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is that I don't know if he's naturally cool. Cool. I think he's awkward and nerdy,
3: but he's going for it, and he's been accepted. Yeah. He. I don't know. What's your read on his thumb? Oh, if I was it. gonna ask you, Theo. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with it Not. Overstepping your boundaries. He's not trying too hard. He doesn't try too Wait, hard.
1: Wait, the Nike chain isn't trying too hard. No, they probably put it on him. The, it was chill. the boys. The boys but probably put him on. Get him. it to that, but because again, doesn't that? Aren't they maybe putting it on him because they're like, oh yeah, he's awkward and nerdy, so it's badass if he's
2: wearing this no, Nike chain. He, what's nerdy about him? What's nerdy about Joe Burrow? He's just so plain. He's plain, but he's chill. He's comfortable. <sighs> and he's cool. Like the thing about Joe Burrow that that wins over people is like. A, like, think about, like, Baker Mayfield. You can tell a lot of times he's, he's kind trying. Yeah, he's a phony. Like, authenticity is one of the most important things, especially when it no comes doubt. to white folk trying to be down around <laughs> black folk. Like, let's just say what it is. Authenticity uh, is one of the main things. Okay. And Joe Burrow, you can tell, even with the chain around his neck, and they asked him, like, is it real? He's like, look, I make too much money to be having fake diamonds in my chain. He didn't try to, like, overstep it. and do Like, he's comfortable in his own skin. It helps that he's winning and he's he's uh he's successful and he's not trying too hard.
3: I guarantee you, in, in group chats with you know the boys on the offense, they're like, "Hey, Joe, this is what you're wearing, yeah, Sunday. Like, we're giving you this turtleneck, <laughs> and hey, you ever heard of any Cartier shades?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "All right, well, we'll so, get you a pair." But
1: they're not doing that just to like like they're friends with him, they're boys with him, but to, but to clown him. Not no, no, oh, not because he's because ra- he's pulling it off. But he's also—he. I don't he, know. I feel like I'm kind of jealous—not of his quarterback <laughs> ability, but like I want that too. I saw a caption
3: on. The, I want that too. I saw a caption on the picture of him walking in. It was like, I want to hate so bad, but I can't. Like, and about, I feel that.
2: Think about like, remember the Mac Jones? <laughs> I feel that. Remember Mac Jones walking during the NFL draft? Yeah, dork. <laughs> That's the dorky, nerdy guy. Facts. Joe Burrow, we've ne- like—I can't think of one moment like after he won the the um. Oh yeah, just like in college when he won the national championship and he's chilling, smoking the cigar. Mm-hmm. That was cool. When Matt Jones Did, does it tried it, doesn't look
1: awkward to you at all. He was cool. He was chilling.
2: He was so chilling, Ken. He Dude,
1: was, what am I seeing? Like, what am I? What? What is processing think, in think, my brain? I think he's
3: me. pale. I think you're seeing yeah, a plain he's pale. White guy. That's
1: what it is. <laughs> you like, know what? <laughs> that might be, be. He's so pale, he and he's got pale. like the the under eye bags like I do. But I don't understand. And that's why I can't understand how he's gotten to this <laughs> level. And maybe it's just me unwilling to to come to the reality of the Joe Burrow situation. But that is why I specifically needed, Theo, your input Yeah, because you're our representative from black Twitter. And I think I see the love that he gets from black Twitter. He gets Twitter, so much love. A ton of it. it and that's where this question comes from. Is he cool, be, cool, or awkward, nerdy, cool?
2: It can not be understated that he won a national championship for LSU, which people – I mean, Black Twitter's anybody, already
1: going to embrace you yeah. by winning a national championship at LSU. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Like if he, if let's just say Joe Burrow did that at Ohio State or Alabama, I think it wouldn't be as much love. But mm-hmm. like nobody rides harder for you than people in New Orleans who feel <laughs> like they're you're one <laughs> of them. I mean, even when Drew Brees almost outed himself as a maybe racist guy, black folk from New Orleans. I have a lot of family from New Orleans. They're yeah, like, they Yo. were conflicted. They're like, that's our guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to turn my back. Yeah, I like, love that. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's like, oh, Black Lives Matter, he's not into that. But you know what? He's true. Yeah. Brees. But
2: he's true guy. He got us a Super Bowl, man. So let like, me get
1: this straight. So, so uh, New Orleans appears to be the epicenter of black Twitter and black ex- acceptance. Is that what you're saying? When,
2: when New Orleans rides with you, I mean, because they <laughs> – You're in great shape. You're in great shape because, like <laughs> – I know black culture <laughs> drives a lot of what the pop culture is in uh-huh, New Orleans. Absolutely. New Orleans is some of the like those are the most like I feel like New Orleans and Atlanta or
3: if they're if they're both in your corner,
2: you, like, that's you're it. You're solid. You're solid. Damn. You're in good standing.
3: I think he does a good job with like self-deprecation. Like he laughs but at everything. I think that's and they make where the
1: awkward and nerdy comes from, though. Like I'm just wondering, and I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. Like awkward nerdy cool is is cool. I'm all for it. But there are different levels of cool. Is he naturally smooth? That's where like cool cool comes from. You've got to be naturally smooth. And I don't know if he's naturally smooth. I just wonder if <laughs> if he's awkward cool, but he's been accepted into that world.
3: I like that. I think I, you're like right. That,
1: uh, I, I, again, I'm not trying to diminish him, but is Joe Burrow naturally cool, cool, or is he awkward, nerdy, cool? In what way is he being accepted here? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Because it's not just Cincinnati that's like that's our guy. Right. That wouldn't be telling me anything. But, like you said, it's Black Twitter, it's New Orleans, yeah. it's Atlanta. Like, they've adopted him.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, he has a lot of, his Q rating right now on yes! Black Twitter is through the roof.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> it is truly amazing. Yeah. In fact, like, I don't know another white person right now that has the Black
2: Twitter Q rating. Yeah. That Joe Burrow has. It's tough. I mean, Travis Kelsey was hovering around there for a little bit. Yeah, uh, he was. I mean, he has a high approval rating as well. He's,
3: <laughs> he's certified.
2: <laughs> yeah, Q-rated. He's up there. His Q rating is high. But Joe uh. <laughs> Burrow, right now, in the time of him being dominant both on the college realm and now in the NFL, and him just being cool and likable, he he's, he's through the roof. He's number one right now in the power ring. He's trending up, baby.
3: Man, all right, all right. So
2: this is <laughs> this
3: is
1: legitimate. Like I, Joe Sheisty.
2: <laughs> Joe brr.
1: is Joe Burrow cool, cool, or is he awkward, nerdy, cool? And what white person right now has a higher Q rating uh, for black Twitter than Joe Burrow? Or are me Ken just jealous?
2: <laughs> I could be just could be jealous.
1: Which white person has a higher Q rating for black Twitter than Joe Burrow right now? Mm. 888-760-3776. 760 <laughs> 3776 us, at KLV1063. That's at KLV1063. Also, our original topic... Who had the bigger choke yesterday? The Chiefs or the 49ers? 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's down with Joe Burrow. I'm Ken Lavica. I have questions. I'm live on ESPN
0: 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. Hey,
1: a reason to not watch the Pro Bowl... Mac Jones
2: got in. <laughs> what is happening in the end? He's an AFC quarterback. There's no way he should oh be in the Pro Bowl. I,
1: I mean, when you're you're just digging bottom of the barrel stone on that. Like you're you're digging bottom of the barrel when you have so many quarterbacks oh that don't want to play that Mac Jones is going to line up under
3: center at some point in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I think it makes it
1: even count worse that out. I count
3: uh, me out. Count me out as well. I think it makes it even worse that I didn't even know that. I saw, yeah. your, I saw you quote tweet that, well, and I was eye-rolled, but yeah, it's happening. No, it's
1: there. It's there. He's, he's in. He's, uh, wow. he's in the Pro Bowl, I guess was out of the Pro Bowl? This guy, me. <laughs> no, <laughs> what, what was the criteria for Pro Bowl? Fandom. A pulse. Yeah? A pulse. Having a pulse <laughs> and playing quarterback in the NFL made him eligible to represent the AFC this in the Pro Bowl. Happening. Trendy.
2: What he trendy in what way? He trended down the, the rest of the season. Like he had that one spike when they were winning, and it yeah. wasn't even because of him. And then he, I don't know, I'm, trendy
1: as in everybody gives him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt because he plays for Bill Belichick. Right,
2: right, I'm exactly. Out. I'm out on the Pro Bowl. I cannot believe they let Mac Jones in his rookie year. Oh no, I'm out. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's watching.
1: Him. And again, like he, it's not like he got voted in, but he's in because so many guys injuries. in front of him passed yeah, yeah. injuries, yeah. and then who is still. Plain. What's
3: worse, Mac Jones or Andrew Wiggins, Theo? What? Andrew
2: Wiggins? Oh, because well, Wiggins being an all-star starter. starter.
1: Oh, getting in the all-star game. I got you.
2: Wiggins as a starter is pretty, it's pretty, that's pretty abysmal. Weak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's worse. Well, the Pro Bowl, <laughs> I was already not a
1: Pro Bowl guy, but, I mean, Mac Jones. And that, that's going to live. He'll probably get a bonus out of that.
2: He, he's going to get a bonus. Like, when we go back and look at we're Mac Jones' career. we look
1: at his stat. His, he, yeah, his career stats, and there will be asterisk Pro Bowl. Robo rookie it season. It is rookie season. <laughs> oh my God. I just want to bang this microphone into my head. Yeah, we had the biggest choke yesterday. The Chiefs. Or the 49ers? By definition, they both choked. Yeah. I think the Bengals more responsible for coming back and grabbing that game. I think the 49ers more gave it away. Theo thinks the Chiefs, because of expectations and they their hubris, their arrogance, that was the biggest choke. What was the biggest choke yesterday? Chiefs or 49ers? 888-760-3776. 760 888-760- 3 seven, seven, six. I do like the turnaround of that. Who was more responsible for their victory, the Bengals or the Rams? And I still think the Bengals made the proper adjustments. The Bengals dominated the second half whereas the Rams watched the 49ers just like, stop doing what they were doing <laughs> successfully and they got tight and that allowed the Rams back into the game and they edged their way to a win. Also, Joe Burrow, is he naturally cool, cool, or is he Awkward, nerdy, cool. And what white person right now has a higher Q rating on black Twitter? Yeah. What white person has a higher Q rating on black Twitter than Joe Burrow? 888 760 3776. 760 3776. Because again, our black Twitter insider, Theo Dorsey, our representative here on Kilnavik Live, says Joe Burrow right now, he's the highest rated white guy. On black Twitter, it's amazing. It's an incredible achievement (laughs) on his part. Mike is in Wellington. Mike, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's going on, Mike? Ken, the bigger choke was the Kansas
4: City Chiefs, and it started when they threw up zero points going into halftime because the energy just got sucked out of them. So, and everybody, even me, I thought when the Kansas City Chiefs won the toss, you saw Mahomes mm-hmm. get his little, yeah, give me the ball, mm-hmm. put my Superman cape on, and Joe Burrow was cool, collected, that defense stepped up, and the Chiefs choked in Arrowhead. And I didn't have super high hopes for Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers going into L.A. I mean, Devo Samuels carried that whole team through the playoffs.
0: So, I got the rules.
4: 49ers just gave it away, but Arrowhead. That big choke in Arrowhead was definitely the biggest choke out of both those games, Kevin.
1: Let me ask you, Mike, what was more egregious to you, going for it on third down with two on the clock or the play call? Which one bothered you most? Because for me, it's the play call. I don't mind going for the end zone there. You're feeling good. And you know, you've listened to enough of this. I've defended coach after coach after coach for being aggressive this year. I had more of an issue with the play call than I did the actual act of going for it. I
4: would have thrown it towards the end zone. I would have hit Kelsey. Kelsey.
1: So you were okay,
4: <laughs> and, yeah.
1: And, and, you but you were okay with going for it, like a field goal. You think that would have kept the momentum where it was at, twenty four to uh, ten? That was so significant. Twenty four to ten would have been greater than twenty one to ten.
4: Well, I feel that either three or seven points, no matter what it was, would have been better than getting zero. Of course, I just feel like you know when you have that type of momentum going and that type of height and that type of expectation to come up with nothing. Sure. Because Patrick Mahomes came back in the second half a, a, a totally different quarterback. I didn't even recognize him anymore. And I, it, it was, they, they just choked. In the biggest game, they choked. And Joe Burrow, is he cool, Cool
1: is there, or is he awkward uh, white guy cool?
4: Oh, that's a cool cat, man. Joe the stud Burrow. <laughs>
1: Man, what I, I don't know what I'm saying. Thanks, Mike, You're appreciate the call. It. I don't know what I'm seeing. You're I, missing it. Again, do you think it's just me hating? I'm trying not to hate. I like
0: Joe Burrow.
2: You're just trying to gain an understanding
1: yeah, for it. That's what I, it is. I think I – I'm going to put it this way, all right? Uh-oh. I, as, <laughs> I aspire to be that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, I truly think I aspire to be that.
3: A 24-year-old cool guy.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah, what, what doesn't <laughs> help is hey. I'm I'm 37, <laughs> I'm twitchy and neurotic – like I've already got the deck stacked against me. Yeah. But damn it, I want what Joe Burrow has. Like I know I'm not gonna have the football ability or the money or any of that stuff, but I want the. I think I want the acceptance. Yeah. That he has. I, I don't know. No. It, but when when I hear Theo say that he has the highest Q rating of any white guy on Black Twitter, like that's a significant achievement. Yeah. On Joe Burrow's part. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Biggest joke yesterday, Chiefs or 49ers, and to speak to, to what Mike was talking about and his point about the Chiefs, but then he started talking about the 49ers and, hey, it's Jimmy G, Debo Samuel's been carrying them. Again, you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter mm. playing 49ers football, punchy in the mouth over and over and over and over again. You've done it six straight games and you've beaten them that way. And then you just stopped. You just stopped. The Rams didn't as much adjust to it as the 49ers completely went away from their identity, completely went away from it. So you can put all the blame on Jimmy G that you want, but it's not like Kyle Shanahan isn't aware of the limitations of Jimmy G or Mm. Mike McDaniels isn't aware of the limitations of Jimmy G. They've won plenty with him. They went away from what works. And that's why I think even though it's just a 10-point comeback and it was on the road – it's still, to me, the most damning choke between the two yesterday. 888-760-3776. Again, talking biggest choke yesterday. And Joe Burrow, cool, cool, or awkward, nerdy, cool? Joel in Jupiter. What's up, Joel? Ron,
4: um, yeah, I was going to go go ahead and say the, uh, the Chiefs definitely had the bigger choke of the weekend, uh, at home, up at half, uh, winning the coin toss. I mean, Super Bowl chant. You have Pat Mahomes on your team. I think that was a little bit more of a of a flop there on their behalf.
1: And uh, what about Joe Burrow? Is he cool, cool, or awkward nerdy cool?
4: Oh yeah, Joe Joe Burrow is cool, cool. That's Joe Sheisty, man. He's, uh, <laughs> Joe, he's a he's cool cat. He's
1: Joe Sheisty, man. I have I have <laughs> never been more in the minority in any opinion on this radio station than I am right now. There, I I, I mean. It is me against the world. I think he's awkward, nerdy, cool, and a guy. I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, but everybody else thinks he's just suave and cool. And man, I, I guess I, I guess I have a little bit more uh, investigating to do on this, more observations to to take care of on this. It's hard to put your finger on, man. But when it, you got it, you got it. I, that's the thing. I don't. I don't think I've quite grasped. Like you, just when you have it, you have it. Yeah. You don't need to understand it. It's just there. <laughs> but
2: the, the, the
1: Chiefs, let's not, let's not act like they hadn't been showing signs of this. First in the regular season, and then even last week a- against the Bills. Yeah. I mean, the Bills did whatever they wanted to that Chiefs defense. So we said multiple times in the regular season, oh, the Chiefs, uh, the, the offense is coming around, but that defense is so vastly improved. That defense is so vastly improved. And then Josh Allen just diced it. Mate. Over and over and over and over and over again. It just so happens that the Chiefs recaptured the magic from 2018-2019. Uh, and they were able to, to, to look like the previous versions of the Chiefs offense. But once the Bengals figured it out yesterday, and the Chiefs' defensive issues that we saw the previous week, yeah. seven days before, started to come to a head again where the defensive line doesn't look all that stout and there's room in the secondary, the Bengals' comeback doesn't seem so stunning. It doesn't seem like such a vast choke job. So, yeah, there's this, this thought of the Chiefs, but then there's what the Chiefs actually are and what they've put on film, and I think those are two entirely different things.
2: Yeah, and, and another thing the Chiefs have to start concerning themselves with is how do we reinvent ourselves? How do, Like last year, what it was, it was obvious. Go get a better offensive line, and they mm-hmm. did that. And they did This year it's what, what is it that you pinpoint? Do you try and strengthen up the defense? Do you overload and just get another weapon for Patrick Mahomes? Because eventually Hill and Kelsey are going to get a little older and not be as dominant. Like the chiefs have some figuring out to do, but the main thing is don't get so full of yourself. Like, Play Chiefs football sixty minutes and you win that so game. So the arrogance hurt them. The, the arrogance, arrogance them is sure.
1: why it's the bigger choke yesterday because the Chiefs got arrogant.
2: Yeah, yeah, they got way too full of themselves. Andy Reid, I mean, they love getting cute, and when they win, it looks amazing, and we all laugh and we say, "Ha, that's the Chiefs." But when they lose, it's like, "Hey, guys, like tighten up win the football game. Do that when you're up thirty, not when you're up by one, you know, two scores." What about Alex Caruso? Alex Caruso versus Q rating? He's more nerdy. He so he's the nerdy cool guy. He's not the cool, cool guy. Mm. Alex Crusoe's not cool. He's nerdy cool. That's, 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 where, that's the difference right So
1: now. he doesn't jump over Joe Burrow,
2: though, in terms of Black close. Twitter Q rate. Not even, not even close? Yeah.
1: Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. <laughs> I'm Ken Levicka. When we return, did ESPN do Tom Brady dirty over the weekend? We're live on ESPN 106.3.